Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett, and today is all things LinkedIn ads. Not those annoying, you know, LinkedIn messages that you get, but ads. We have Anthony Blattner joining us today, who is going to be sharing the keys. What do you need to be looking for? What do you need to be identifying? What do you need to be doing when it comes to LinkedIn ads? So if you're a B2B business, if you're someone who has a lifetime value of a product that's, you know, that $10,000, $15,000 of a lifetime value of a customer, this is going to be the episode for you. We've brought Anthony in to share all those insider hints, tips, and tricks. And of course, Anthony is one of those types of guys that we have that come along and speak at our mogul mastermind, which we have digital tickets available. So if you haven't secured a ticket yet, head over to www.mogulmastermind.com.au for all of your insider tips, tricks, and trainings. But until then, let's jump into the show. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you making the time. Yeah, glad to be here, Kim. Great to have you. Now, I always like to start the podcast off with the same question every time, which is, if I met you and we were out at a party and I said, Anthony, what is it that you actually do? What's the, your go-to answer? <laughs> I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn is my answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm, that. The, I'm that one guy that spends more time on LinkedIn than like Facebook. So why why did you choose LinkedIn? Because as you mentioned, obviously there's Facebook, there's there's been plenty of other social media platforms out there. Like what was it specifically about LinkedIn that really attracted you? Yeah. So if you asked me like five years ago, I probably wouldn't have never expected to be focusing on LinkedIn so much. I come into the marketing world from the software space where my background is more tech and software related. Um, I knew I wanted to get more into the marketing world. And as I got into the marketing world, I you know, played around with a lot of different platforms, did the Google, the Facebook, all the different platforms out there. And I think with my background being software and tech, that's largely where I started working and just found over and over again that LinkedIn was the best performer for, for tech companies and more, more like the enterprise tech, B2B tech kind of space. And, uh, you know, had done marketing on a lot of different platforms, but always found that LinkedIn was like the standout performer for t- those types of companies. And I think that's a very good uh, distinguishing factor there because a lot of people go, oh, someone's told me about Facebook ads or Google ads or whatever, and I'll just run ads on those platforms. But it really does come down to where is your ideal market? Like, where are they hanging out? So the fact that you're like, yeah, cool, they're over on LinkedIn. That's where I'm going to spend my time is obviously a a pretty smart decision to make at the beginning, which is awesome. So What, but with LinkedIn, obviously, there's a lot of people that are out there and say that they're LinkedIn marketers and all they do is teach you how to use little pieces of software, connect with 100 people today, send them outbound messages and whatnot. Is that what you do? Or like, what's your approach for LinkedIn? So um, there's lots of people out there that do that. And that approach can be effective if done right. Um, oftentimes, when I start telling people what, what I do, they're just, they, that's what they assume is like, oh, you're that guy who sends all those connection requests and all those messages. Um, so I use like the preface with like, you know, if you've used LinkedIn, you've probably gotten some of those bad ones before. Um, it is possible to do those the right way, but um, kind of what sets us apart is the LinkedIn ads side of things. And the ads platform, you know, there's lots of companies out there that do lots of different, you know, ads on Facebook and Google, um, but there's not many people out there that focus, you know, solely on LinkedIn ads. So that's where we've decided to niche into. Um, And kind of as I got into it, you know, seeing that ads on LinkedIn, like I wasn't able to 
find much you know content out there on like how do I learn how to do LinkedIn ads? You know what works best there and everything. And I, I had a you know in the in the very early days, I had a few clients that were doing really well on LinkedIn, but that I couldn't find much else out there on like you know what, what do I learn? What's best practices? And like kind of figuring it all out for myself. Um, kind of so kind of seeing that like need for somebody to you know for that service in the space like lots lots of these tech companies need you know we're getting the best results on linkedin so i saw the need there and then the opportunity because it just didn't exist um so i decided to focus on linkedin ads and and you know just focus on that platform um so yeah so a lot of people they, they assume that i'm the guy sending connection requests all day um and that can be a, an effective method if done right but linkedin ads is is kind of like our unique space mm, nice i like that and that's that's what really interested me. Like when um, you know we're connecting about having on the podcast is I've had, spoken to a lot of these organic LinkedIn people, and I've tried it myself. But me, the reason like we're obviously like I have a Facebook advertising company that's one of our specialties, and I I just love the predictability of paid advertising, whatever platform it is on. Because with the connection request side of things, what happens if you you miss these requests? They they go out and it's the wrong people. There's um, what happens if one day you don't get any responses? Versus like with paid advertising, it allows you to build in a little bit of that like predictability into the model. So for anyone that's maybe played with Facebook ads before or Google ads, what's what's LinkedIn ads like from like cost perspective, user interface, things like that? Is it, uh, uh, is it equally as easy as some of those? Is it a bit harder? Is it more expensive? Like how do you find those things? Yeah, so th- there's a few differences there. Um, LinkedIn ads, number one, is definitely a more expensive platform to use just purely from like a CPM and CPC when you just look at those metrics. Um, LinkedIn knows they have like the premium audience and you're going to kind of pay LinkedIn to be able to access them. Um, but for the right company, having those targeting options there is what you know what some of these companies need. And for the right type of company, you'll get a, a good ROI out of it. So the times, you know, LinkedIn, you know, Facebook and Google are awesome platforms for their audiences. Um, you know, Facebook's awesome for a lot of like e-commerce stuff. You know, Facebook's awesome for a lot of different types of audiences, but when you get into the the B2B type of targeting, you just find a lot less people put their job title into Facebook or like their company into Facebook. And those people are definitely there. Most people on LinkedIn probably also hang out on Facebook, but it's hard to target them there because they just don't put that information in there. Um, so on LinkedIn, that's, you know, that's the platform we always see like the first place people update when they get a job or a promoted or start a company. So it's like very up to date with all this information. And it's all like user input where someone's going to type in their own job title. They're going to select the company they work for. And then if you're starting a company, you're going to select your own industry. And then LinkedIn can see how many people work at your company and stuff like that. So it's very up to date, very accurate info. Um, So where the differences kind of lie is, you know, oftentimes we'll see a lot of people who they probably tried Facebook advertising beforehand and they you know they're like okay these are social ads we'll, we'll just take our facebook campaign and kind of port it over to linkedin uh but there's a couple of differences just in the way the platform works purely as you get into linkedin it is kind of a you know facebook's a very sophisticated ad platform and it's like it can do a lot of things uh linkedin i always say is kind of like a couple of years behind facebook but um, we see a lot of people will kind of just take their Facebook campaign and try to just port it over to LinkedIn. Um, but there's a couple of things that you typically want to do differently. And it comes down to typically how you're bidding on your campaigns and then how the algorithm works. So on Facebook, you're usually paying for every impression. Um, and you're also usually relying on the AI 
algorithm to do a lot of the optimization for you. Um, so on Facebook, best practice is like give it a really big audience and then let the algorithm go find the people that are most likely to convert and like let the algorithm optimize for you. So you, you kind of give it a big audience and then you let the algorithm do the work for you. But on LinkedIn, um, you're usually paying for every click. And when you're paying like eight to 12 bucks a click, you know, you, you want to try to eliminate as many of those irrelevant clicks as possible. Um, so you want to be very targeted in your targeting so that you don't have these, um, you know, untargeted clicks that you're going to waste money on people who aren't, who you don't really want to target. Um, also LinkedIn's AI algorithm, you know, when you have those targeting options, you kind of don't need AI to do the work for you. Where, you know, if I can say, I want this one job title in this one industry, I like a specific company size, you know, that's the targeting that I'm going to set. So usually we'll see, you know, when we'll look at accounts, we'll often see they're, they're linked in a very big audience, but that's generally not what you want to do. If your audience is, you know, really big. So on Facebook, they say like, I forget what it is, but it's like over a hundred thousand or over a million is like best practice. Um, on LinkedIn, we actually say under a hundred thousand is kind of where you want to be. You want to be between about 20,000 to a hundred thousand people in your audience size, bigger than that. And you have an opportunity to get more specific in your targeting. Maybe you want to add some skills on top of that to get even more targeted to you know, who specifically at this company do you want to target or like who specifically in this job title do you want to target? Maybe you would add skills on top of that. And then under 20,000, then, you know, you're kind of just playing with a small audience there. Um, so it just depends on how much budget you have. So first thing we usually see is people usually give it way too big of an audience. On LinkedIn, you want to be very specific because you don't want to pay for clicks that you don't really want. Uh, and then the other thing is also on Facebook, because you're usually paying for every impression, um, you know, a lot of Facebook creative is like, um, this, is, this is a generalization, but kind of flashy drawing attention in and drawing the views in and drawing clicks in because you are paying for every impression. So you want to draw your traffic into your ads and into your funnel. Um, and then that also helps the algorithm optimize for you. But on LinkedIn, when you're usually paying for every click, you you again want to not have untargeted clicks and waste your money on people who click on things that they don't really know what they're clicking on. So then when you think about that, it almost is kind of like a search ad when you think about that, because on Google, you know, you're usually paying for every click on Google search. So you want to eliminate any untargeted clicks and be very specific on what it is that you're, you know, you're representing in those search ads. So for the ad creative on LinkedIn, we tend to be very um, clear and direct on what it is that we're offering and who is it for. We don't be too, we're not too curiosity invoking. And we're, again, just very clear, like, who is this for? What are we offering? Because those are the people that we want to be clicking on it. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions around the creative side of things. Because as you say, like, from from a visual aspect on, on Facebook, it's gotten very much almost like TV-esque, where you've got to grab that attention and, and draw it in because you are paying for the impressions. So... From that perspective, then, like if someone's going through and they're like, and I, I want to ask some questions on, on campaign basis as well, but someone that's coming in, they're playing with the some creative, they're, they're setting something up. From a creative aspect, is there a rule of thumb of something that works well? So let's just say that I want to target, let's do something general, I want to target mortgage brokers is my goal. So if I'm, I've gone through and I've written what I think is some, some decent copy to invoke curiosity for my service on there, what's a creative that you would have that would attach to that from like an image or a video perspective to, to try and make sure that you're on point with that? Yeah. So usually we start with image ads because um, with a video, we do see video people often click before they know what they're clicking on. So um, wasting video, also video can also be um, 
you know, you're going to see something flashy. Sometimes you might click on something before you know what it is. So because of that, we often see that that video ads actually do worse in a, in a pure conversion rate aspect on LinkedIn. So usually we recommend starting with image ads because somebody can, you know, view an image and instantly digest it. Um, so usually recommend starting with image ads. And then as far as like the creative, um, it's usually a square, a square image usually does the best. And Imagery that represents your target audience or what it is that you're advertising. And then we'll, we'll usually put some text over the image so that it's also clear. You know, if somebody just looks at the image and clicks, you know, you want them to still kind of know what they're clicking on and who's it, who's it for. So maybe you would say, you know, you'd call out mortgage brokers and then you'd have a quick call to action of what it is that you're advertising. And then your copy and your headline would also support that. Awesome. And then let's go into then campaign types. So some people might be familiar if they've done on Facebook. Um, I'll use Facebook as an example because I think most of our audience have probably yeah. played around a little bit with that. So if they've gone and done that and they've seen ads where you've got like video views ads, page post engagement, lead forms, conversion ad, website clicks, what sort of campaign options are there inside of LinkedIn ads? And is there one that if someone's like green or a newbie to this, is there something that they should be focusing on to test first? Yeah. So LinkedIn has their own set of objectives for their campaigns and they map, they pretty much mirror um, Facebook's option. Um, we see most people will use, you know, mo- most heavily, heavily use same website conversions objective and the lead generation objective. You know, it depends on what your goals are, but those are the, the main two that we see most people use. So the easiest to start with, if someone's like just starting out or just playing around with a little bit, is probably just start with a lead forms objective because you can see the conversions right there. You can see people signing up. Um, and it kind of eliminates that variable of going to, clicking through to a landing page. Is it your landing page or is it your ads? So we do use lead forms often, and it, lead forms are nice because you know on LinkedIn most people fill out their all their job information. So when you autofill that, um, you know you're you're getting professional data autofilled in the prof into that lead form there. Whereas often on Facebook, if you use a lead form and you use those inputs, people don't usually have that. So they still need to type it in there. So I'd say most people, you know, if I was to recommend starting somewhere, probably start with lead forms as a simple campaign. And then most heavily is you know either website conversions or lead forms. Um, they do have the whole range of objectives. So if you did have brand awareness goals, you know, if you were a really big company and really big budget and you're looking to just get as much market saturation as possible, brand awareness campaign will give you the cheapest CPMs on LinkedIn. Awesome. That's really good to hear. And so for some, um, you mentioned obviously website conversions. So I'm assuming that then LinkedIn has their own version of a pixel for tracking purposes and things like that. Has yeah. there been any, any issues with that? Obviously, especially in the world of Facebook ads, iOS 14, all these updates and changes that kind of limited and, and uh, kind of reduced the amount of tracking that people could do. Is there anything that's um, had that, a similar f- sort of effect or issue with, um, with LinkedIn ads? Yeah. So LinkedIn's version of that is called the LinkedIn Insight Tag. Um, it operates pretty similarly to how Facebook's does. Uh, Facebook's very sophisticated in their technology. So LinkedIn, LinkedIn's, I say, is like sim- more simple. Um, but the nice thing is that LinkedIn will track traffic to your website when you have the Insight Tag on it. And it'll, it'll actually tell you demographic information about the people who are just visiting your website. This is kind of like a, a free tool, piece of code that anybody can just create an ad account. You don't have to spend money on ads, but you can create your insight tag, drop it on your website. Um, and it'll even tell you down to the specific company names that mo- that visit your website most frequently. Um, so this is kind of a, just a general recommendation for anybody is if you're uh, if you operate in the B2B world, put the insight tag on your website, and then you can even see specific companies that are visiting your site. Um, I recommend checking that out regularly. If they're not currently customers or prospects in your pipeline, you know, have your salesperson reach out to them. 
Um, but yeah, so LinkedIn has their own version of the pixel. It's called the insight tag. And yeah, in general, I think everyone's going to be slightly impacted by iOS 14 because it's just, it's limiting the tracking that's going to be available on iOS devices. You know, from a conversion point of view, I think everyone's going to be impacted in, in being able to track conversions and traffic off a platform. So your retargeting audiences are going to be a little bit smaller. You know, you might not track certain conversions if, you know, if it's on an iOS device, but I will say the nice thing about LinkedIn is I think LinkedIn will probably be like the least impacted of those platforms because you know, Facebook uses a lot of AI to understand somebody based on their behavior off a platform. So I think Facebook's going to lose a lot of data and they're doing some pretty sophisticated modeling, which is like pretty impressive. Um, but I think they're going to lose, you know, some insight into what people are doing off the platform and that will impact, you know, their, their AI to an extent. Whereas LinkedIn, what we use heavily is like, is the targeting of like, what's your job title? What type of industry are you in? What company size? And that's, that data is not going to change because it's all just self-input in the platform. Yeah, that's really interesting. And then from, from the perspective of the overarching campaign now as well, for someone, let's say they had a campaign that they did on their B2B company, they've done it on Facebook, they've had a little bit of success with it, not extreme, but they're like, maybe this is our people aren't here and they're going to move across. Does the actual overall, obviously they've got to take the creative into consideration, copy, like from a funnel perspective, let's say that they've done a little bit of testing and played with the lead, um, lead gen ads and now they're wanting to do a website conversions. Does the structure that you have in the actual overarching campaign, like from a funnel perspective, need to change when you move across to LinkedIn as well? Uh, potentially. It I guess it depends on what your, your Facebook funnel looks like. Uh, we see LinkedIn generally fits in the best as more of like a top of funnel slash middle funnel in those stages. Uh, and because... It is because of the way the platform operates and how expensive it is to use. So generally, you'll want to use LinkedIn for top of funnel, more top of funnel traffic. Acquire your your high quality traffic there. Know that you're getting like you know whatever industry or job title you're targeting. Know that you're attracting those people, um, and then usually it's do what you you know capture the lead from that traffic, but then continue the conversation and retarget them via cheaper means such as email follow ups or or even retargeting ads on Facebook. So sometimes we'll pair our LinkedIn campaigns with retargeting on Facebook because it's it's cheaper to retarget on Facebook and you can often restart retargeting sooner. Facebook has a lower minimum threshold than LinkedIn's threshold for retargeting. Um, so usually we recommend use LinkedIn for top of funnel and lead capture. Once you've captured the lead, then you can continue the conversation via cheaper means. Perfect. So for anyone that's maybe looking at that when we're talking top of funnel for them, so like ebooks, white papers, downloads, et cetera. What about if someone's running like webinars, things like that, can that still work effectively over there? Or is that more towards like the middle of funnel um, for people? Yeah, webinar. So so you're right in like in the bunch of the assets you mentioned, like white papers, um, guides, checklists, those often do very well. Um, so usually we say quick and easy downloadables, something that somebody can you know easily just download and they are interested in downloading it, you know, some kind of PDF or guide. Webinars are actually a little bit, tend to be a little bit lower conversion rate because in somebody's mind, they know they need to set aside time in the future to go attend this webinar. Um, and it's something they need to show up to. It's probably going to be kind of long. So just in general, we see a lower lower conversion rate off of webinars. We still use them pretty often, but just something that, that we notice. So often we'll do, we'll, you know, maybe having like a recorded webinar, you can call it like a free training or something like that. 
that might help a little bit. Um, but in general, yeah, those quick and easy downloadables are the best assets to use. Um, and it all does depend on your offer and you know what it is because we have run you know many that are just like apply here type of offers. But if it's sexy enough, then people are going to sign up for it. So kind of just all depends on your industry and your offer. Um, but in general, most people start with like you know white papers, guides, and checklists. Uh, and and to be specific what we find work the best are checklists and case studies because a case study if someone's you know signing up to download your case study it's because they want the end result that you're talking about in that case study which you know as your case study that's the service you offer so someone who's interested in that is interested in your service uh, and then checklists because Everyone wants to know what's on a checklist, whether they're an expert and they want to just make sure they're covering all the bases or the, the amateur who wants to learn everything. So we see checklists and case studies do the best. Amazing. And what about from the perspective of people, the data that they're capturing from that, if they're going to a website and a funnel, for example, email and phone number, do you recommend email only? Is it more, is it like double the price to get a phone number as well? How does that kind of sit? Yeah. So usually on LinkedIn, you're paying for every click. So you want to maximize that conversion rate after the click. So to be as efficient as possible, capture the minimal amount of information as possible. So often it's, you know, just email, just capture email and that, you know, lead form or website. And then once you have that lead, you know, they've paid by the time they've clicked to go to that landing page or to open that lead form. So maximize the conversion rate. And then once you have their email, you know, maybe do contact enrichment off it, or maybe use that email for retargeting or just use that email to email them and say, Hey, I saw you download the white paper. Yeah. And another yeah. thing you can also add on the link on the LinkedIn lead forms, you can have the profile URL. So if you have somebody's profile URL, you can go to their profile and kind of look up all that other information that you might've wanted. Um, and even you can send them a message through LinkedIn. So often we'll see some of the highest response rates. You know, if you're capturing leads on LinkedIn, you know, those people are on LinkedIn. So go back to LinkedIn and send them a message and continue the conversation there. That's, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. So being that you're in marketing yourself, how, and only purely out of curiosity, because after this, I think I'm going to jump on and set up some LinkedIn campaigns just to test them out. <laughs> how, how, and I always know, like, for example, like I'm on Facebook and I'm advertising Facebook ads, which is super saturated and obviously is like very highly competitive. Marketing, marketing on LinkedIn. How successful have you found it? What, like what, just for some insider pros and cons, how have you found it on there? Yeah. So there's a, there's also a couple of things that make a, a company a good fit for LinkedIn ads. So I'll explain this first and then I'll, and then I'll kind of explain my own marketing. Um, so to be a good, so LinkedIn ads, they are more expensive to use. And um, in the US, you're usually going to pay eight to 12 bucks per click. And, you know, in general, leads will fall in like the 50 to hundred range for most companies. Um, so if you're paying 50 to hundred bucks per lead, you know, how many of those are you going to convert into sales? So in general, for most companies, we say you want your minimum LTV to be at least 15,000 for your, for your customer's LTV. So you know, if you're a SaaS company or if you're a big professional services company, a lot of those are good fits because they have high LTVs for their customers. Um, and you should have your, your kind of sales and marketing process built out so that you can maximize the value of the leads that are coming in. So if you're paying a lot of money for your leads, you, know, you, be, you want to make sure you're, you're maximizing those, converting them, and that you have enough LTV so that ROI makes sense. Um, so for ourselves, we do we do retargeting ads on LinkedIn, but we don't do too much top of funnel ourselves. That's kind of the general of like who's who tends to be a good fit on LinkedIn. Um, we don't do a ton of our own ads for just cold traffic. What about um, out of curiosity, content distribution? So for example, this podcast, I run Facebook ads for it to uh, boost engagement on every episode. 
is there a similar setup of like just purely video views? And would that be beneficial running those on LinkedIn? Uh, there is a video views objective on LinkedIn um, and it'll get you, yeah, it'll get you some of the cheapest video views. Um, if you were going to promote a podcast, um, I actually most think about that in, in terms of like, probably, you know, it's good. It's very like, it's an authority building piece of content where someone's going to see you on a podcast. That's your platform. I probably run that in like a brand awareness retargeting campaign. So people that maybe have been to your website or who are on your email list, they're going to see you over and over again in their LinkedIn feed on your podcast. Um, and then, you know, video views, video views are okay. Uh, kind of just depends on how, how good your video clip is and like how long people are going to watch it for. Um, I think just like Facebook, LinkedIn's view is like a two second view. So while you could look like you have a lot of views, you look, you, you analyze how much do people watch and, you know, often it's not, not a ton of time. Um, I will say, you know, the way people use LinkedIn tend to be a bit different than Facebook where Facebook, you know, people scroll around all day and they just sit there and watch videos and click on stuff. So it is more of a hangout to the platform on LinkedIn, people don't hang out on LinkedIn as much. You know, most people jump on LinkedIn to go um, often maybe look up the person who they're about to have a meeting with, maybe connect with somebody they just met with, update their own profile, send a message to somebody. Um, but often it's like to go research somebody else who they might be meeting with. And then other things are usually like, you know, posting jobs, job hunting is really big on LinkedIn. So people often get on LinkedIn for a very specific purpose. They don't tend to hang out as much. So we don't see as lo- as much of like video consumption. Um, so your podcast, I'd probably recommend mostly like a brand awareness type of retargeting um, campaign to stay in front of people. Beautiful. That is some great insights there. Now, as we get towards, uh, I could probably geek out with you and uh, add stuff all day <laughs> here, but uh, in uh, making sure that we stay on, uh, on point and on time here, I always like to wrap up as we get towards the end of the podcast, uh, the same question with every person, which is, is there a question that I didn't ask you that I should have? I think you hit all like the main, the, the usual questions. Um, you know, I'd say... The, the, the thing I usually wind back around to is to warn everybody that LinkedIn isn't for everybody in terms of the ad platform. Um, LinkedIn's a great platform for, you know, you should have your business, if you're a B2B organization, especially have your business represented on LinkedIn, you as a professional should probably be represented on LinkedIn. Um, if you don't have the ad budget for ads, then, you know, probably start with a connect and message approach, you know, see how that works for you. Um Think about your script very carefully <laughs> who you're going to connect with before you go do that. Um, but you know, usually it's it's me telling people LinkedIn's not a great fit for everybody. But if you're looking to target a niche professional at scale, that's when LinkedIn's going to come in useful. When you know the specific job title and company type and company size you want to reach out to, then that's where LinkedIn's going to come in useful. Yeah, you know, if it's in if it's in great for top of funnel lead generation, make sure you have the sales and marketing process built out afterwards. So you maximize those leads. Uh, and I already told you the the tip to put the LinkedIn insight tag in your website and track the literal companies who are visiting your website. Um, that's, you know, awesome data, no matter what kind of company you are. So those are kind of my starting tips. Amazing. And now if people have been listening and they're like, cool, I want to find out more about Anthony, his company, what they're up to, where's the best place for them to connect with you online? Connect with me on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the only Anthony Blattner on LinkedIn. So you can find me there. Uh, and then if you want to learn more just about LinkedIn ads, Again, I know there's not much content out there about it. So we've tried to publish a lot on our blog. Uh, there's a bunch of articles and tips and best practices for both like ads and campaign setup. Uh, so it's speedworksocial.com if you want to learn more about that. And then you can email me at anthony at speedworksocial.com. Amazing. 
So we'll have those in the show notes. So guys, wherever you are, above or below, check the show notes and we'll have all those links to Anthony there. And if you know someone who is a B2B business, maybe they're in SaaS or they have that lifetime value that's you know hitting up $15,000 and beyond, and maybe they haven't explored LinkedIn ads yet, please share this episode with them. Let them hear some of Anthony's brilliance and what he shared with us today. And uh, yeah, get at this and share this around. Anthony, thank you so much again for joining us. Appreciate you making the time. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kim.